Welcome to Direct Line with Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Direct Line, religious topics without preaching. Mixing politics and religion and not shying away from controversy. You're not going to find all your answers, but you will always find an opinion. This is Direct Line. And now your hosts, Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Direct Line. Today, it's good to have you with us. An unusual or a different kind of direct line than what we would normally have. Namely, I'm in the studio, and also in the studio with me today is... Greg Taylor. And Direct Line usually comes to you from Decatur and from... Danville. Two different shows. Right. But today, we're doing the show as one. So everybody in Decatur will be hearing the exact same show that we'll be playing also in Danville. Can you explain to how this happened? Well, it's the, the blessing of technology. It's guys like Fred and Ben and, you know, the uh, the flexibility of guys like Mike Holvey. That's right? right. So Direct Line Decatur has been on the air for, I think we're at 16, coming up on 17 years. Long time. And for how long were you my co-host? Um, I would say most... Uh, Wednesday nights, it was probably seven years or so, but before right. that, I was on occasionally. Right. Doug Harvey was right. here for many years. And you were the pastor, the lead pastor at the First Christian Church in Clinton at the Correct. time. That's right. That's but right. then you grew wild hair and decided to I move to I said, I'm Dan- out of here. You moved over to Dan. moving east. And at that point, I had to go looking for a different approach to how we did direct line to cater. And you went over to Danville. You were there a few months. The next thing I know, right. you're doing direct line in Danville because the stations, in the news talk station indicator, uh, right. which is WSOY, the news station in Danville, WDAN, yeah. yes. are owned by the same firm. Correct. And Mike Holvey is, I guess you would say, what, the general manager, the vice Poo-Bah. president over all of it. No, he's yeah. just the grand poobah. In fact, you probably don't remember this, but I told you the news that I was probably leaving in April of 2019. And that very evening, I told Mike Holvey the I remember, news. I do remember and that. And his wheels started turning, and he said, we are bringing it to Danville. Which is, I, I see, I still, since it was my idea to call it direct line. I know. And you're using my name. I'm still looking for the residuals. Buddy, we stole it all. We didn't just steal the name. We even <laughs> stole, uh, you know, the bumper uh, intro You script. didn't, did you? We did. We've got it all. Uh, it shows me how much you listen to direct line Danville. Well, you don't even know that. I, I don't know that. That's okay. But it's nonetheless, all good. so we we go on the air at five o'clock on Wednesdays. Right. We're on at eight o'clock on Thursdays. And um, I think it's really cool. Yeah. We've, we've branched out, and and thank thanks so much to Newhoff that we do this together. Well, and I would not be doing a Thursday morning show week in week out if it wasn't for your generosity allowing me to spend Wednesday evenings with you in the studio in Decatur year after year and. Uh, that's really where I fell in love with the idea of AM radio, quite honestly. Well, we, we're very blessed. It's been a, it's been a great ride so far. Yeah, I yeah. guess there's more years more years to come yet. Well, I hope. You know, I think one of the things that a lot of people have in their minds is that AM radio is old school. Nobody connects anymore. I know some of my millennials at Clinton, you know, they would kind of mock me about it until I brought them on direct line. And then all of a sudden, uh, they kind of had a different perspective. Well, that's all good. That's yeah. all good by all means. So we've got less to chat about. Yep. I would like to uh, start. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how we're going to do this because usually I lead the show, if you will, in WSOI. You lead the show in WDAN. So right. I'll start us off and then we'll go from there. Okay, Let's do it. All right. So I have came across a story out of the Christian Post just this week. Uh, Reverend Jonathan Barker, 
who is the pastor of Grace Lutheran Church in Kenosha, has made a decision. Now, if you're joining us, ladies and gentlemen, direct line both in Decatur and in Danville, Danville is a place where we say we'll look at contemporary events through a religious lens. Correct. So we're often looking at religious-type stories. Mm-hmm. And this one, as Democrats, the Christian Post says, Leonardo Blair is the guy, as Democrats in Congress push to pass President Joe Biden's, Biden's climate change in a $3.5 trillion budget bill, da-da-da-da-da-da-da, a Wisconsin pastor, so in other words, he's this guy's getting into the middle of politics, has pledged to stop eating as of last Sunday right. until the legislation is approved or he reaches 6% body fat. So... I, I think I, I immediately suspect. Yeah. You know why? I'm thinking. He this just is, needs a diet. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah. He just needs to shed some pounds. Thinking, I mean, do hunger strikes work? I mean, I'm asking you. I, I don't know. I think they do. They certainly worked in the IR, in, in Northern Ireland years right, and years right, ago. Um, right. Bobby Sands. That okay. You may not have even been born. I'm a little younger. Uh, you, Greg, you may not have even been born. Bobby Sands was a, um, a member of the Irish Republican Army. Yeah. And he was uh, arrested somewhere along the line, convicted of something. I forget all the details of how he ended up in a prison, okay. in a British prison in Northern Ireland, if yeah. you will. Yeah. He starved himself to death. Wow. He actually died. He actually died. Okay. Uh, other prisoners in that, in that setting, they did extreme, extreme measures to bring attention to the plight uh, from their perspective okay. uh, of Roman Catholics in Northern Ireland. Okay. And the way in which they were the minority and they weren't treated correctly. And, and yeah. you know, coming out of all of that, bombings, and you may recall Mountbatten was killed, was assassinated by an IRA bomb, and that right. was um, cousin to the queen or royalty anyways. Right. All of that, that, the hunger strikes worked because okay. it pushed the British, amongst other things, it pushed the British to yeah. come to a resolution with the IRA and Northern Ireland today pretty well as a peaceful organized peaceful nation okay now i'm i'm making broad general yeah, paintbrushes yeah. there on all of that but yeah. yeah it worked and they did extreme things like bobby sands died there were a lot of people who were um starving okay on on um these diets yeah you know these uh, if you hunger will, strikes yeah. hunger strikes yeah and they also did something i'm going to tell you one more thing they did yeah. that was really gross okay when they um they lined the walls of their cells with human feces. Oh, that is really gross. I don't want to visualize that. We're stopping right there. Yeah, yeah. They were very, very intent yeah. in making people aware that they had a plight. But I guess here's the question that I have is I don't know this pastor. I don't know this pastor's church. I do know Kenosha, Wisconsin. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> That's sure. That's close. <laughs> well, I'm just not sure any member of Congress that is either for or against the $3.5 trillion bill is going to say, well, you know, the pastor in Wisconsin isn't eating, so I better support it. Now, maybe I'm too cynical. Okay, so here's maybe the Maybe de- that's the deal. I don't know. The Reverend Jonathan Barker, a pastor at Grace Lutheran Church in Kenosha, yeah. uh, he says his last meal was stir-fry vegetables and rice. Which, that's the most curious part of the article for me. If that's your last meal... I, I mean, I think I'm going to like steak and shrimp maybe or, you know, maybe some lobster or see, something along see, those lines. You always do this to me. You always bring out the great compassion of Christ within well, me. Well, I mean, <laughs> vegetable fried rice, really? That's your last meal? Uh, so his last meal of stir oh. fried vegetables and rice. He had okay. it at 426 on Saturday after yeah. he felt, this is what, I, I'm, he felt led by God to embark on a period of fasting and prayer for yeah. climate change. Okay. And I, well, I'm cynical of that. 
Well, and here's the thing. I mean, I, I don't think there's any doubt about the fact we are called as Christians to creation care. That's the term that I would use. But I think one thing that is surprising for me are Christian pastors, uh, Christian leaders that would not have a holistic, maybe a kingdom view of the earth. I mean, exactly. new heaven, new earth. You know, so, so again, I don't think we should intentionally pollute. I don't think we should intentionally destroy. But I think the idea that somehow the earth as we know it will be eternal, I don't think that lines up with my worldview, I would say. So he says, I have to confess that I've been avoiding this fast. God has been trying to get my attention, but I've been making excuses. Um, like Jonah, I feel like I was running in the opposite way God wanted as I put off this fast. But this morning, like Jeremiah, the prophet yep. from the Old Testament, from right. the nation's Israel, Israel's, um, the nation of Israel's story, what, about 580 B.C.? Yeah, I think Jeremiah was the weeping oh, no, prophet well, like as five, Jerusalem's getting ready to be destroyed, 586 yeah, B.C. Yeah, somewhere yeah. around there, 580 B.C., yeah. okay. This morning, like Jeremiah, when I, woke, when I woke up, God put a fire in my bones that I could no longer no, ignore. So this afternoon as I made lunch, I told Ray, Ray being his wife, R-A-E, what God was calling me to do, and she encouraged me to follow my heart. Okay. Well, we'll have to follow this in Danville and Decatur and see, does, does this I happen? I, I, I mean, can I ask you, do you think the $3.5 trillion, um, I don't even know what you'd call it, I, massive spending bill, do, do you have confidence it's going to pass? No. Yeah, I don't either, you know? And I don't know that... Um, I don't know that a hunger strike from a pastor in Wisconsin is going to make the the difference. (laughs) I don't know. The parameters of this fast are going to be a little bit different. I'm hoping the big climate bill will pass on Monday or early this week. Okay. And then I'll be done, he says. If that doesn't happen, I'm going to take it one one week at a time and closely evaluate how I'm feeling each week as I discern whether or not to continue. And I'd be saying, I'd be feeling three days in. I can't get Can I tell you, though, I had a seminary professor at Lincoln. His daughter and son-in-law were getting ready to go to Africa full-time as missionaries. Mm-hmm. And he did a 30-day fast. Now, he supplemented it with fruit juices and with the um, help of a physician. But that really moved me when um, he said, I'm fasting to pray for my daughter and my son-in-law Absolutely. as they go to serve in Africa. I uh, see. See now, you want me to feel guilty for me being cynical, don't you? Oh, I don't. I mean, dude, there's no one more cynical about this <laughs> probably than me. But but again, you know, I think a person of their convictions, I I give them props for it. But I would say, um, come up with that plan B because I'm not sure it's going to have the the ending that he hopes. He that says does. that this is a love your neighbor as yourself bill. Okay, well, he's entitled to. His perspective is what I would say. That's a phrase we're hearing thrown out a lot in 2021. It really is. You know? Absolutely. I mean, because Jesus has asked this mm-hmm. question, mm-hmm. What, how, how can I do life right? Right. And, and Jesus says, love God yep. with all your heart, soul, and mind, yep. and then love your neighbor as yourself. Right. So if you want to do life, right. first and second commandment, you, you right. and God, you and other people. Right. So, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. I, I, I don't know that Washington's going to pay attention. Right. But on the other hand, when Bobby Sands started his his um, protesting yeah. diet in, in Northern Ireland, this is probably in the 80s. Yeah, right? yeah. I can't remember. Couldn't tell hey, you when. More power to him. We'll see where it goes. you got to love the conviction. As we pray and fast, he says, we need to let our members of Congress know that we are praying and fasting for them to pass this bill. 
See, there's the problem. Yeah, I'm just. I, I, that's, I, that's, I don't know if you want to bring prayer and fasting to right. a, with with a particular political bent. Right. Do you? I, I don't. You know, one of the articles we kind of went back and forth on that I don't think we're going to spend time with, but the the new governor of New York. Uh, made her way to one of the mega churches in New York City, and she invited the followers to become her apostles oh, on good. getting out the message that she has related to COVID. And you know, I, I just I don't. She's know. She's using apostles the wrong way. First I, of all, <laughs> I think that's really a dangerous term to say. Be my apostles. That, that's my opinion on that. Plus, if you wouldn't you rather, isn't the word evangelists? Well, I'm not sure when it comes to policies like that. I, I'm I'm not sure. I'm no, gonna I'm put just my saying seat from the, right, she, right. her her lack of theological. Well, that's true. That's true. That's right. All right. Yeah. With that, we'll take a break. Yes. Is it time for a break? It's, it's got to be time for a break, break. buddy. And, uh, Time's flying. My name is Wayne Kent. In the studio with us today is, or I'm in, we're in the same, right. we're together. Right, right. Greg Taylor, Direct Line Danville on WDAN 1490, Direct Line Decatur on WSOY 1340 AM. Here we are. I'm glad you're with us. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. You know it's easy to make promises. The hard thing is keeping them. Sunset promises to carry your load at a most difficult time. To the communities they serve, they promise to be there for your children, your churches, and your organizations. Sunset promises to help our veterans. They will support them with the same level of commitment these veterans had as soldiers defending our freedom. I'm Judy Fraser, and if you're looking for a family that keeps their promises, I would suggest you make just one phone call. Sunset Funeral Homes and Cremation Centers. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty, LLC. Member SIPC. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. Hans Tankwash is thankful for the impact of Women's Care Clinic in Danville. Here now from Executive Director Bethany Hager. For almost 30 years, Women's Care Clinic has provided free services to local women and men making pregnancy decisions. We offer pregnancy testing, ultrasound scanning, parenting education, group support, and assistance with all the items parents need to welcome home baby. Thank you, Vermillion County, for all your support. Find us at danvillewcc.org or call 217-431-0987. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line Decatur. Welcome back to Direct Line Danville. It's Greg Taylor. It's Wayne Kent. We're so thankful that you're joining us today. And uh, Wayne, I want to tell you about something that I remember like it was yesterday, even though I was only 11 years old. What was it was that? 1981, March of 1981. I was in the middle of social studies class, and I remember that our teachers said, we're going to not be studying the lesson I'd had planned today, which anytime our teachers said that, we were really excited about that. And they brought in a television 
President Ronald Reagan had been shot. Right. And for the next couple hours, I remember um, just being glued to the television, watching this story unfold. And I think at the time, Reagan was the oldest person that had been elected president, I believe. I believe, so, I believe. Yes, I believe. But a man by the name of John Hinckley Jr. attempted to assassinate the president. And it was kind of a crazy deal. He was trying to impress Jodie Foster, yes. you know. And yes, just, I remember um, that. Yeah. But, but anyway, as a result of that, you know, lives were lost. And lives were affected. The Reagan presidency, I mean, a lot of people would say that was kind of a defining moment, even though he'd only been president for a couple months. But big news this week, John Hinckley Jr. will be freed from oversight. What say you? Well, this is, uh, on the one hand, I'm glad for the guy if he's been rehabilitated. On the other hand, there's something within me that doesn't feel right. So for those who weren't around in those days, uh, he, he shot... Reagan outside a hotel. Right. Uh, is rec- isn't that outside the Watergate Hotel, as I recall? I think it was the Watergate Hotel in Washington. Reagan had had a press conference right. promoting and something. I, and I had I have se- I have s- stood right there on that sidewalk where, yeah. the sh- where the shooting took place. And as I remember, four people got shot. Right. Reagan, a policeman. Brady. Uh, Brady, who yep. James Brady was never the same. Yep. And then was it, um, I'm, I'm going off memory, was it Tim MacArthur, one of the Secret Service Secret guys? Secret Service guy, yeah. Who I believe is a graduate of the University of Illinois. I think has roots to, to central Illinois. A fascinating tidbit from a person. So Leslie's uh, p- pastor growing up, his son or his son-in-law is a surgeon, and he was the first surgeon that got to Reagan when wow. they reeled him in. Yeah. And he's the, it, as, it, some of you yeah. may not know this, it's but a great line. it's a great yeah. line as they figure out the, the man's been shot, they're going to do surgery. As he's yeah. going into surgery, Reagan looks up as something to the effect says, well, I hope you all are Republicans right. today. Right. Something to that effect. You remember what the surgeon said? What's he that? said, Mr. President, we're all Republicans today. Yeah, yeah. right. Oh, they, yeah. Are you Democrats or yeah. Republicans? Yeah. That's what yeah. it was, yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, so I wouldn't say it's a family friend, but at least right. it's far less than six degrees of separation, which is right. always interesting to me how these things come along. Right. Having said that, John Hinckley Jr. was um, found guilty of mm-hmm. a variety of different crimes yep. and um, sentenced, if you will, to a psychiatric hospital. Right. A number of years ago, it was deemed that he was basically healed, cured, right. whatever, and that he could be, uh, he was remanded and released, if you will, be a better word, released to his parents' home under constant supervision. But now, in just the past week, a federal judge said last Monday that John Hinckley Jr., who tried to assassinate President Ronald Reagan four decades ago, can be freed from all remaining restrictions next year if he continues to follow his rules and remains mentally stable. What do you think? Well, again, you hit it on the head when we started this segment. I mean, if someone truly is rehabilitated, um, I'd like him to see that they get a second chance. But I also think that, um, you know, when you do a crime, you should pay the consequences for that crime. And, you know, attempting to assassinate the president. Is that different than trying to kill somebody else? Well, I, I don't know. That's a, that's a great question. The judge, Paul, Paul Friedman from Washington, D.C., U.S. District Court, said that Hinckley, now 66, has displayed no symptoms of active mental illness, no violent behavior, no interest in weapons since 1983. If he hadn't tried to kill the present, president, he would have been unconditionally released a long, long, long time ago. But everybody is comfortable now after all the studies of all the analysis and of all the interviews and of all the experience of Mr. Hinckley. The plan is apparently to release Hinckley from all corp supervision come June of next year. Yeah. I, I'm not sure why you would do that. 
I, wouldn't you think some court supervision might, I mean, if you're rehabilitated, w- wouldn't that just be a nice safeguard? Well, I don't know. He's barred from having a gun. Okay. He cannot contact any of Reagan's children. Okay. Cannot contact any other victims or their families yeah. or actress Jodie Foster because right. he had, was in this, He's in this kind headspace of, love affair yeah. with her, though she didn't have a clue. Right. That he who he was in any way. Well, and she was really young at the time, wasn't she? I mean, I think she was a teenager we were all at the young. time. <laughs> well, but I'm saying, I mean, this was not some established decades-long no, no, Hollywood no, no. actress. I mean, no, I think no. she was a teenager at that time, she's I believe. About, she's and, about my age, and in 1981, I was 23 yeah, years yeah, of age. So there you go. There you uh, go. Yeah. And so um, Casey Weston, an attorney for the U.S. government, said it wants to make sure Hinckley can adapt to living on his own for the first time in 40 years. Yeah. He recently moved out of his mother's house, which sits along a golf course in a gated community in Williamsburg. Yeah. And we do not know where he is currently living. Well, here's what it tells me. Um, I have changed in the last couple of years, I think, in my perspective about prison and rehabilitation. I think... uh, serving at Second Church in Danville and the the prison ministry. We have a correctional center two miles from our campus. And we had actually at our church a month and a half ago, a man by the name of Ronaldo Hudson. He was on death row in Illinois. And then, of course, death row went away. Mm -hmm, And he has now been released. And he, he basically was interviewed by one of our pastors, but preached a sermon about grace and forgiveness. And Wayne, I found myself praising God that he's had this opportunity to go out and be used by God. But I know that a family member maybe that lost a loved one at his hands, they might look at it radically different. I understand. When jurors found uh, Hinckley not guilty by reason of insanity, they said, this is, this is the jury back in 1983. Right. They said he needed treatment and not a lifetime in confinement. Okay. Such an acquittal meant that Hinckley could not be blamed or punished for what he did, and he was ordered to live in a hospital in Washington, in Washington D.C., and so in the 2000s, he began meeting, making visits to his parents' home. And then in 2016, he had permission to live with his mother full-time yeah. after experts said his mental illness had been in remission for decades. Now, I'm not a mental health right. expert, right. but I am aware that young people who suffer with mental health often can, so to speak, sort of outgrow it. Okay. I'm very careful in how I say that, but they can, they can become better, both for treatment and just things seem to, they seem to become more healthy. Okay. Maybe Hinkley's like that. But I, even as I'm, on the one hand, glad that the guy's living his life, I yeah. do want to go, man, I, I think he needs somebody around him. Right. For no other reason. They acknowledge, the, the mental health people around him acknowledge he, he has a tendency to turn in towards, um, they say uh, he has a history of turning inward and toward isolation. Okay. And that would concern me. Yeah. And what also would concern me is the crazies out there who might right. want to try and do him in. Right, right. Yeah, it's a it's a, a tough situation, and I think it's hard to come up with real hard and fast black and white answers right. to issues along these lines. I think yeah. it's it's a challenge. But when you sent that to me, I had not seen this, and I, I was really surprised that there would be no oversight moving forward. Levine, who is Hinckley's attorney, said that I hope people will see this as a victory for mental health. This is the real message in this case: that people who've been ravaged by mental disease, and there mm-hmm. are certainly plenty of the people like that, Right. with good support and access to treatment, they can actually become productive members of society. I hope so. Yeah. I, yeah. I know for, yeah. frankly, for the sake of Hinckley and his family, and f- I would say also for the sake of James yeah. Baker's family yeah. and, and McCarthy's, yeah. The, yeah. I mean, yeah. they're just, 
there were a lot of people impacted. Yep. Our our nation shifted in terms of gun laws and yep. so forth um, when that came along. Yep. Jodie Foster. Right. She's probably lived in fear much of it. Right. Now, is her fear level going up now? Right. I you hope not. Yeah. I don't know. So I, I, I'm kind of like you. On the one hand, I'm glad. On, but there's something within me that has some... Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, th- there's something I want to pick your brain on. I think we probably need to go to break. But when we come back, I want to talk about what our United States House of Representatives did last week in passing a law related to abortion and abortion rights and what that's going to look like moving forward if it has a, a chance of uh, becoming law. I'm hoping it does not. But I know, Wayne, you and your wife, Leslie, mm-hmm. very passionate about the issue of life. Uh, we, we are very passionate about the issue of life. New Life Pregnancy Center in Decatur does a great job. The Women's Care Clinic in Danville does a great job. And I want to just kind of pick your brain what you think might be unfolding moving forward. All right. With that, friends, you're listening to WSOY 1340 Decatur and WDAN 1490 Danville. This is Direct Line. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyds of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty LLC. Member SI. PC. Looking for a job that offers flexible hours, competitive pay, 401k options, and a few extra perks? This is Deanna Witzel from the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring. This is Rob Witzel, area supervisor. We are hiring managers, custodians, and crew members at all locations in Covington, Danville, Oakwood, Hoopston, and Georgetown. Hourly pay for custodians and crew members is up to $13 an hour, and manager pay is up to $17 an hour. Just fill out the online application today at mchire.com or stop by any of our locations. Hans Tankwash is thankful for the impact of Women's Care Clinic in Danville. Here now from Executive Director Bethany Hager. For almost 30 years, Women's Care Clinic has provided free services to local women and men making pregnancy decisions. We offer pregnancy testing, ultrasound scanning, parenting education, group support, and assistance with all the items parents need to welcome home baby. Thank you, Vermillion County, for all your support. Find us at danvillewcc.org or call 217-431-0987. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. Direct Line Decatur and Direct Line Danville. We are blessed to be a part of the Newhoff Family Media. And so how this is working is we are working together so that it's... This show is playing in De- Decatur and Danville. That's right. This same week. This week. And, and we need to do this more often. So far, we're working out all right. Well, you know, you were blessed to come over to Danville back in June. We were getting right. ready to do a little study retreat together, and uh, we and, were able to record. And then I recorded a segment for you last week. That's which right. I, I, I have yet you. to air. 
So it wasn't good enough yet. Well, it's good, make- but it's long. You know, I said I want to get 10 minutes with you, Fred. We had 28 minutes. I mean, that's we a did long not. 28 minutes, yes. So we're going to split that in two segments, but um, I'll tease it just a little bit. It's about the rise and fall of Mars Hill, that right. podcast that so many Christian leaders can't stop listening to, and you had the chance to uh, be um, in, in a place where the podcast creator, Mike Cosper, is yep, that right? That's right. Made a presentation. So and then you'll I met him after out. the fact. Right, right. Anyways, that's coming up on Direct Line Danville in the weeks ahead. In the weeks ahead. But I want to talk about the United States House of Representatives. You know, there are many states that are saying we think there needs to be restriction on abortion. Correct. And so Mississippi put a restriction in place, and uh, Mississippi's been sued, and the Supreme Court's going to tackle that case. And many people think that this may lead to overturning Roe versus Wade. Right. And then Texas passed a law, and it's a very unique law in that if there's a heartbeat that's been detected, you cannot abort that child. That child must be right. allowed to come but to that's, term. But that's already been challenged in the courts, and actually a physician Correct. Pushed on that already Correct. and said. Well, what's different about that law is that the legal challenge is a private citizen will sue the doctor. It's not something that comes through right. the court system. And I think there's some problems with that. That's not a perfect situation. But the House of Representatives, led by Speaker Nancy Pelosi, last week voted 218 to 213. That's about as close as a vote can be in the House of Representatives. But it, it voted to say there can be no restrictions on abortion in any of the 50 states for the entire nine months of pregnancy. And how 218 elected representatives think that's a good idea, I do not know. Now, there's almost zero chance it's going to pass the Senate, although President Joe Biden has said he will gleefully sign it into law if it does. But, But here's my question for you. How can you, as an elected representative, say, I'm good in any situation, in any circumstance with abortion, up to the full nine months of pregnancy. It's absurd to me. That's the word, absurd. I was at an event this week where I learned that in the Decatur community, five children are aborted every week. Yeah, yeah. And I don't even know where to go with that. Right. Well, I remember in the 1990s, and this was really the peak of the number of abortions that were taking place legally. Because right. the number America, is dropping. Dropping uh, incredibly, and that's good news. But in the early 1990s, you're talking 1.5, 1.6 million legal right. abortions that were reported every year. But I remember President Bill Clinton, who, frankly, I don't have a lot of love for. You know, he's not one of my favorite presidents of all time. But do you remember what he said about abortion? Abortion should be legal. It should be safe. And it should be rare. Right. And you see from that time the numbers coming down. Now you see politicians saying, shout your abortion. You see politicians saying abortion for any and every reason uh, up to the full nine months of pregnancy. It's it's, it's mind-boggling for me. Yeah. It really is. It doesn't make sense. There are so many alternatives to an unwanted or unplanned pregnancy. Right. And – there are moments when I don't have words to think through why, how somebody chooses this. Right. I have a dear friend who um, is working with a young lady right now yeah. um, out, out of state. Yeah. And um, her sister made an appointment for the abortion. Yeah. She turned it down and it's back and forth, back and forth. And to watch the anguish of this man trying to lead this young woman through that process. Yeah. I mean, I'm on the phone with him every week yeah. trying to just help him as right. he helps her. I'm aware there are some people who say, hey, I went through abortion, and it was like nothing. Right. And I, I want to go, mm, yeah. I can't believe that. Yeah. But nonetheless, 
regardless, regardless, right. you're still talking about the life of a child. Right. Right. Therein lies the issue, isn't there? Do you know the name Dr. Bernard Nathanson? Does that name ring a bell? He was one of the greatest abortionists, and I use that just in terms of the sheer number of abortions that took place. He was a champion for abortion rights in the late 1960s and the early 1970s, but he became so convinced that he was on the wrong side of the issue that he became a great pro-life advocate, and he helped develop the movie The Silent Scream. Right. And um, he said it was actually the science and the ultrasound that, that changed his perspective. He, he said when he actually could watch an ultrasound taking place, a sonogram taking place, and he could see the heart beating. Right. And he just said, I, I can't be a part of this anymore. And my fear is for some people, this is a right they want to fight for without ever wrapping their brain around exactly what's it's happening. It's a person exactly what is unfolding, you know? It's absurd to me. And so here's my question. Do we preach enough about this? Do we teach enough about this? Do do churches talk enough about this? My hunch is the answer to that is no. Yeah. Why not? Um, I, I, th- I wonder because we wonder if we, as preachers, if we're harping on something too much. Do we do it maybe because we know there are people in our pews or our chairs that are pro-choice and we don't want to offend them, do you think? You think I don't, that's I don't an know issue about, or not? I, I, don't th- I, can't, I can only speak for myself on this right, matter. Right. Invariably, if I preach a message that involves a, the issue of pro-life, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. Um, I do okay, you yeah. know, I say occasionally, yeah. um, I will get emails or yeah. people visiting with me in my office Push wanting back. to present, uh, fair enough, whatever language, they want to present the other side or they've got more questions than maybe I can answer okay. in the context of one sermon. Okay. But I don't know that that causes me not to not right. to take on this tap to tackle this topic because okay. I think we need to. Yeah. Now, we're talking since 1973. What are we at? 60 million babies now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it's over 60 million. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, see, I, I'm I'm remi- there's a day as a as a follower of Christ. You and I are Christians, and I know we're not particularly we're not secular station right. stations, but as as followers of Christ. We believe this, that there will come a day when we'll stand before God to account for Give what we account. did. Okay, now, I'm covered by the work of Jesus Christ, and right. all of that's forgiven, and when I screw up, it's all covered, yep. so to speak, you know what I mean? But nonetheless, I still have to give an account, and I don't want to stand before God one day and say, well, I didn't speak to this issue. And, and doesn't the New Testament, again, that's the Bible, doesn't it say that teachers are going to be held to a higher standard, yeah, to a it higher does, account? It doesn't. You know? Isn't that in the book I of James, an, I think, right? I had an incident that happened to me a couple of years ago. We had a guest that's a friend that was attending on Sanctity of Human Life Sunday. And every year, for years, I have preached on life on the Sanctity of Human Life Sunday. Last Sunday in January, um, I recall. He came up to me, and his comment to me, that was incredibly brave to tackle that issue. And he wasn't criticizing, and I I think he would be someone that would land as pro-life. But that's always stuck with me because I don't know that I agree that that's incredibly brave. Um, To to, to preach the theology of Imago Dei, that that goes back to the book of Genesis, we would believe that all humans are created in the image of God. Imago, image, Dei, God. Right, right. And I, but but I think that's the idea is that you speak out on, on an issue that is a cultural hot potato you are brave, and I think actually that's what we're called to do. I think we are. we're called to, because I think for some people, maybe they haven't wrapped their brain around it. And let me say one more thing about it. Every time, and I mean every time I speak on the issue of life, I will have at least one person come up to me, and here's their testimony. I had an abortion 30 years ago. I've never told anyone, and 
you know, every year when that anniversary comes up, it haunts me. Right. Or they'll say, I know God has forgiven me, but I can't forgive myself. Right. Right. And the idea that it's just this easy button solution to a complex problem, I think it's a lie, quite honestly. Let's be fair. Let's be fair that in, at times in the past, the pro-life movement, I'd say in the past, 30 yep. years ago, yep. it was all about it was all about um, protests and yep. screaming and carrying on. And we realized, right. I'd say we realized, this isn't helping. Right. How instead can we come alongside men and women, women yep. who are pregnant with their partners, yep. husbands, yep. whatever the case, yep. how can we come alongside them? Not only during the pregnancy, but post-pregnancy, how can we help? How can we do things much more holistically? Right. Like in Decatur, right. there's a house that's about to open. That's awesome. For, not for pregnant women, mm-hmm. but for women who have had children. Yeah. Uh, and they're trying to figure out how am I going to do life now with this unplanned baby? Man, I love that. And so uh, it's common. It's it's gone public. I've seen photos of it. It's called Hope House. It's here in Decatur on 10 acres of land. That's beautiful. And it's going to have house parents. There are going to be places where women can raise their children for a period of time to try and figure this out. Because a knock on the pro-life movement that I hear is that all you care about is the womb. You don't really care. That's not true It's not true. But I think the more that you hear stories like this unfolding, the better. You know, the Women's Care Clinic in Danville, they're offering a class on Wednesday nights for parents raising highly capable kids. They've got grandparents attending. They've got a 15-year-old attending. Right. And I think that's great. That's that the way to helping. do it. Absolutely. That's the way to do it. I think it's wonderful. Well, we're going to take a break uh, with that. Uh, I, I, I know you want to ask me a question I about some music. i got to ask you some music stuff, buddy. And by the way, I, we've got to do something a little bit light about the, I, I came across this story about the, the um, king or whatever his name is. I don't Saudi know, Arabia? Saudi Arabia. So he's not traveling light. He's traveling to <laughs> Indonesia with a wee bit of luggage. Yeah, yeah. He's going to need a few porters, of yeah. which he's taking along. So what t- just has my interest. Yeah. So we'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Direct Line coming to you today from WSOY 1340 in Decatur and WDAN 1490 in Danville. My name is Wayne Kent. In the studio with me today, Greg Taylor. And, um, hey, we're trying something different. We're doing Direct Line, two different, two different radio stations, two different locations, but all together. We'll be right back. Hi. I'm Linda Darby, and I'm part of the third generation of Darbys to own Sunset Funeral Home in Memorial Park. Since the 1960s, our family has been proud to serve Vermilion County by providing unmatched dedication and personalized service to families. And I'm Ross Darby. I'm part of the fourth generation in our family business. I want to introduce you to Hall of Fame plaques and signs. We promise to provide you with the same level of service at our sign shop that you've grown accustomed to at our funeral homes and cemetery. With a name like Hall of Fame, it's going to be great! Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyds of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O dot com. 
Looking for a job that offers flexible hours, competitive pay, 401k options, and a few extra perks? This is Deanna Witzel from the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring. This is Rob Witzel, Area Supervisor. We are hiring managers, custodians, and crew members at all locations in Covington, Danville, Oakwood, Hoopston, and Georgetown. Hourly pay for custodians and crew members is up to $13 an hour, and manager pay is up to $17 an hour. Just fill out the online application today at mchire.com or stop by any of our locations. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Welcome back, friends. Welcome back to Direct Line. Direct Line coming to you today on WDAN 1490 in Danville and Direct Line WSOY 1340 AM Indicator. A, a unique experience for Greg and I. We both run Direct Line in our respective cities in Decatur and in Danville. We both serve congregations there. We used to do Direct Line together, but then he vamoosed. Is that a word we use in Illinois, vamoosed? Uh, it's not a word, but I like it. We've, he vamoosed. The youngsters are looking it up right now. They're Googling it. Have you ever it. heard that word before? I've heard it, yeah. yeah so he but left. I'm not a youngster. He left. He scurried out of town. That's kind of what it means. He left. He ran off and whatever. But he left town and uh, went and took on Second Church of Christ in Danville. I still serve at First Christian Church Decatur. By the way, yes. if people want to come hear you and hear you preach, when, yeah. how do they do that? We actually have two venues in our church on Sundays, five services. I'm preaching most Sundays at 8, 9, 20, and 1045. And my friend Kylie Garrison leads our next gen services at 920 and 1045. What about you? Well, your website first. Yeah, secondchurch.com. Sec- oh, that's very that's impressive. easy, buddy. Yeah, spell it out, secondchurch.com. S-E-C-O-N-D. You got it. All yep. right. What about well, Decatur? We're at first, Decatur.org. Yeah. You're that's the first church, we're the second. <laughs> F-I-R-S-T, Decatur.org. We, too, have five worship services in two venues. That's great. But our service times are a little bit different. We have a 5 o'clock on Saturday and then two on Sunday, one at 9 o'clock and one at 10.30. I'd suggest you check out the church's website at either place. But we're doing at the movies right now. I love it. It's, so what the plan, the idea is that when Jesus was um, preaching and walking mm-hmm. around and talking, he would take stories that they knew, that the right. people around him knew, or they were they, we call them parables, right. and then he would um, use a parable to make a teaching point. And right. often, he didn't explain the parable. He just left the story stand. Left it hanging, yep. And you had to figure out what it means. And so how is that done these days? Often in movies. Right. You, you watch a movie, and you, then you have chat, you chat after dinner, it. and you got to think about it. So yep. we're using movies I love it. to illustrate some biblical... Um, principles and give yeah. some people some thought. So this week, this weekend, starting the first weekend in October, every weekend in October, stop by. You cannot see it online unless you yeah. watch church online as it's occurring because of all sorts of copyright, copyright release yeah. laws and everything. So you need to be either watching it in, at church online yep. or um, in the building. So get more information on our church's website, firstdecatur.org. Yep. Hey, I'm totally off the script right now asking you this, but Give me your perspective on Godspell, the musical. Do you have a perspective? Well, I, and I want to tell you why. I have some fond memories of Godspell. You know the song Day by Day? Day, day by day, day by day. Three things I pray. Three things. Yeah, I, to I, it see starts you with more an clearly, F, to F, love F, you more dearly, to F follow major you more seven nearly. Chord. Yeah. It's in the key yeah. of F. And a, well, here's the crazy thing about it is that's a song that went mainstream in 1973. Well, it was a mainstream musical. And made it all the way to number 13 in America. And it basically is a prayer from the yeah. 1250s. Richard of Chichester uh, created this prayer. and no. got, Yes, true story. And if you're at Second Church this Sunday, you're going to hear my typical radio partner, Stephanie Spangler, sing Day by Day. 
as we begin our services. So, so I'm just going to leave it so right there. It, I'll tell you, I know it's because uh, I can hear it in my head. It starts on an F major seventh chord. Yes. And then it goes to a G minor seventh. Yeah. Day by day. Are you available this weekend to then make the four- short drive to Danville? <laughs> Wayne and Stephanie, a little duet. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not. Yeah. But that's a different matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, so um, yeah, I heard. I'm, it was I'm, a mainstream musical. It was a mainstream musical, and it did have some criticism. Right, I've learned because, there are people that didn't care for the overall message. Here's why. Yep. First of all, it didn't, uh, as I recall, it didn't have an, it didn't have a resurrection. Correct. In it. It's the story of Jesus. It ends with Jesus being carried out, the dead body of Jesus being carried off the stage. Is how the musical ends, I believe. That's correct. Yeah. And it, so it doesn't have a resurrection, so Christians were all up in arms about it. And I want to go, right. well, that doesn't negate the rest of the story. Right. That'd be right. Like, that's like saying, well, if the gospel, what Jesus had to say doesn't count unless he resurrected. Right. And there may be right. some thought right. to that, but nonetheless, right. there's still truth. Right. I, well, sometimes that's like, our Christians, as Christians, we get on our hobby horses for the wrong thing. Right, right. I agree. I mean, there's no doubt that I believe in the power of the resurrection. There's no doubt about it. But just because that's not part of it doesn't yeah. mean there's no value in it. But, I, um, it yeah. So, you know, I went to a Christian school. I do. Christian University. And it was that, and, and um, Godspell was performed yeah. by the drama department. Yeah. Were you in it? No. Oh, okay. No, I All think right. Leslie might have been. Okay. Yeah, Leslie was probably in it. Well, you know, they made it into a motion picture. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I Googled a little bit of that. Let me just tell you, the wardrobe. Wow. Well, because it was, it was, it was like it was. You had you had Jesus Christ superstar. Right. Um, same thing. He didn't get resurrected. Right, right. They took perhaps even more liberty with Jesus Christ superstar. With Jesus right, Christ superstar. Right. And then Godspell was set as if they were as Jesus was a hippie. Right. Right. And it was, they were all flower children, right? So to right. speak. I'm, right. I get twice now in this in this event in this yeah. broadcast. I paint with a broad brush. Yeah, that's okay. That's what we do. I, I can right? remember. I can remember what they they did. They did this thing where the lights would come on and and the group would be set in one pose. Yeah. As if it was a slideshow. Then the, and, and you'd see it for three or four seconds. The lights would go off. They'd yeah. come back on like old school slides on the wall, you know. Yeah. And so there'd be a black frame, and then it would come on and they'd be in a different pose. Yeah. And and as is typical when you wish, used to watch slideshows when I was a kid, yeah. somebody would put a slide in upside down. And so <laughs> there'd be this long pause while Dad was back there flipping the slide around. So oh. slide, one pose, black yeah. screen, slide, next slide. And then one slide comes along, lights gotcha. come up, and everybody's upside down. Okay. And then, oh, and you'd hear this, oh, and then, you know, a longer pause. They yeah. come back, same scene, this time the right side up. Just funny That's stuff. Funny. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, um, I know you want to get to your King Saudi story, but before you do that, a couple recommendations for you. You're a music guy. You've got to check out the documentary film on the Bee Gees. My Australian guys. Yes. I've How wondered- Can You Mend a Broken Heart? It might be the best documentary I've ever watched. And I was not a Bee Gees guy growing up, but I have kind of fallen in love with some of their music since watching it, and I think it will bring a tear to the eye of Wayne Kent if you check it out. How Can You Mend a Broken Heart? Okay, so for our Danville audience, yes. they may not realize I was born, yep. I was born raised in Australia, right, Australia, right. and the Bee Gees were Australian. Right. So were you a Bee Gees guy? Sure. Oh, I, yeah. yeah. Listen, I grew. I was in high school in the 70s. How could you not be a Bee yeah. Gees guy? Saturday yeah. night, you know, um, staying alive? Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. John Travolta. 
Yeah. The I had a pair of those platform were, shoes. I thought they were just a disco group, but they have such oh, a no. vast... And I never realized that, you know, when disco went out and they kind of were, um, I don't know what you'd call... Music that, group non grata. Yeah. They started writing music for others. Yes. And they wrote hit after hit after hit. I had no idea, but it is a fascinating hour and a half. It'd be worth your time. British, British family yes. immigrated to Australia, right. I'd right. say, in the... Yeah, the they boys were, were in there, like, one was eight. I think Barry was eight. And elementary age five, kids. Something yeah. like that, yeah. And it probably was in the early 60s when right. they immigrated to Australia. They were, right. They're 10 years older than I am. Right. Because I'm, I'm the old guy in the room. Yeah, yeah. Now. So anyway, check it out. I think you'd love it. And I'm watching, I'm only halfway through, a documentary on Netflix on Leonard Skinner. Do you know oh, that group? Yes, but I don't know a lot about yeah, them. Yeah, well, and again, I, I don't know that I can recommend it yet. Um, I'm only about 35 minutes you in. Are sure it's but, Christian to watch that? Um, no, I, I don't know easy. if it is. I don't know. Well, but, we um, kidding. Years ago, you would be, you'd be, would have been... And again, Christian's on the wrong hobby horse. Right, but I find it fascinating, the name Leonard Skinner. Why is that? Well, you're going to have to watch the documentary. Next time we're together, I'll tell you why they oh, are don't called... Don't be doing that. Okay, they had a PE teacher by the name of Leonard Skinner. That they did not care for at all, and so they named their band after him. They spell it different, but they named their band after See, their PE should, teacher and coach that See, made just like cut I their sh- hair. Just like I get resid- should be getting re- should be getting residuals for the name of direct yeah. line. He should yeah. be getting residuals yeah, well, for their name. You can pass it on, Jacksonville, Florida. There you go. <laughs> hey, we got ninety seconds. Oh, Let's 90 talk about seconds. the prince. The king of Saudi Arabia. Or the king. Tra- sorry, yes. Is traveling to Indonesia with five hundred six tons of luggage. Yeah, it includes. Um, like 1,500 people are going to go with him. Ten ministers, 25 princes, 100 security personnel. He take, he's taking two cars. It's a lot and, of robes. And two portable elevators. <laughs> two portable elevators? What do you need that for? Wow. You know, there, there's a, a different class is all I will say. A different you know? class? You know? Well, let crazy, me say, if you show up crazy. at Second Church of Christ or First Christian Church, it's going to be you and me, regular folk. Yeah, and just wear what you want, right? Come Absolutely. as you are. Absolutely. No dress codes. Absolutely. That's hey, right. Greg, this has been a blast today. We should do this again. I agree. And I, uh, again, I want to just echo how thankful I am for, what, 16 years, 17 years of uh, radio. You've, you've, uh, you've been a staple in Decatur and well, the Soy City every Wednesday night. And I'm just thankful to have been a part of the journey. And how, many, how long have you been on the air now in Danville? Uh, we're a year and a half, you know. Well, you're yeah. on your way. Yeah, that's right. Well, with so. that... With that, friends, let me just say it this way. I'm very glad to have you all here with us today on News Talk 1340 WSOY, Indicator, and News Talk WDAN 1490 in Danville. What a yep. blast. It's a good time. So on behalf of my Wayne, uh, my friend Wayne Kent, this is Greg Taylor saying so long. We'll see you next week on Direct Line. Good night. God bless.